Chapter 8 of Mother Westwind's Animal Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mother Westwind's Animal Friends by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter 8 The Fuss in the Big Pine. Peter Rabbit hopped down the crooked little path to the lone little path and down the lone little path to the home of Johnny Chuck. Johnny Chuck sat on his doorstep, dreaming. They were very pleasant dreams, very pleasant dreams indeed. They were such pleasant dreams that, for once, Johnny Chuck forgot to put his funny little ears on guard. So Johnny Chuck sat on his doorstep, dreaming, and heard nothing. Lipperty-lipperty-lip, down the lone little path came Peter Rabbit. He saw Johnny Chuck, and he stopped long enough to pluck a long stem of grass. Then, very, very softly, he stole up behind Johnny Chuck. Reaching out with a long stem of grass, he tickled one of Johnny Chuck's ears. Johnny Chuck slapped at his ear with a little black hand, for he thought a fly was bothering him, just as Peter Rabbit meant that he should. Peter tickled the other ear. Johnny Chuck shook his head and slapped at this with the other little black hand. Peter almost giggled. He sat still a few minutes, then tickled Johnny Chuck again. Johnny slapped three or four times at the imaginary fly. This time Peter clapped both hands over his mouth to keep from laughing. Once more he tickled Johnny Chuck. This time Johnny Chuck jumped clear off his doorstep. Peter laughed before he could clap his hands over his mouth. Of course, Johnny Chuck heard him and whirled about. When he saw Peter Rabbit and the long stem of grass, he laughed too. Hello, Peter Rabbit. You fooled me that time. Where'd you come from? asked Johnny Chuck. Down the lone little path from the crooked little path, and down the crooked little path from the top of the hill, replied Peter Rabbit. Then they sat down side by side on Johnny Chuck's doorstep to watch Reddy Fox hunting for his dinner on the green meadows. Pretty soon they heard Blacky the Crow cawing very loudly. They could see him on the tip-top of a big pine in the green forest on the edge of the green meadows. Caw, 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 shouted Blacky the Crow at the top of his lungs. In a few minutes they saw all of Blacky's aunts and uncles and cousins flying over to join Blacky at the big pine in the midst of the green forest. Soon there was a big crowd of crows around the big pine, all talking at once. Such a racket! Such a dreadful racket! Every few minutes, one of them would fly into the big pine and yell at the top of his lungs. Then all would caw together. Another would fly into the big pine, and they would do it all over again. Peter Rabbit began to get interested, for you know Peter has a very great deal of curiosity. Now I wonder what Blacky the Crow and his aunts and his uncles and his cousins are making such a fuss about, said Peter Rabbit. I'm sure I don't know, replied Johnny Chuck. They seem to be having a good time anyway. My gracious, how noisy they are. Just then along came Sammy Jay, who is, as you know, first cousin to Blacky the Crow. He was coming from the direction of the big pine. Sammy, oh Sammy Jay! "'What is all that fuss about over in the big pine?' shouted Peter Rabbit. Sammy Jay stopped and carefully brushed his handsome blue coat, for Sammy Jay is something of a dandy. He appeared not to have heard Peter Rabbit. 
Sammy Jay, are you deaf? inquired Peter Rabbit. Now, of course, Sammy Jay had seen Peter Rabbit and Johnny Chuck all the time, but he looked up as if very much surprised to find them there. Oh, hello, Peter Rabbit, said Sammy Jay. Did you speak to me? No, oh, no, replied Peter Rabbit in disgust. I was talking to myself, just thinking out loud. I was wondering how many nuts a jay could steal if he had the chance. Johnny Chuck chuckled, and Sammy Jay looked foolish. He couldn't find a word to say, for he knew that all the little meadow people knew how he once was caught stealing Happy Jack's store of nuts. I asked what all that fuss over in the big pine is about, continued Peter Rabbit. Oh, said Sammy Jay, my cousin Blacky the Crow found Hooty the Owl asleep over there, and now he and his aunts and his uncles and his cousins are having no end of fun with him. You know Hooty the Owl cannot see in the daytime very well, and they can do almost anything to him that they want to. It's great sport. I don't see any sport in making other people uncomfortable, said Johnny Chuck. Nor I, said Peter Rabbit. I'd be ashamed to own a cousin like Blacky the Crow. I like people who mind their own affairs and leave other people alone. Sammy Jay ran out his tongue at Peter Rabbit. You are a nice one to talk about minding other folks' affairs, jeered Sammy Jay. Peter Rabbit's ears are long. I wonder why, I wonder why. Because to hear what others say, he's bound to try, he's bound to try. It was Peter Rabbit's turn to look discomfited. Anyway, I don't try to bully and torment others, and I don't steal, he retorted. Sammy Jay's a handsome chap and wears a coat of blue. I wonder if it's really his or if he stole that, too. Just then, Johnny Chuck's sharp eyes caught sight of something stealing along the edge of the green meadows toward the green forest and the big pine. There's Farmer Brown's boy with a gun, cried Johnny Chuck. There's going to be trouble at the big pine if Blacky the Crow doesn't watch out. That's what comes of being so noisy. Peter Rabbit and Sammy Jay stopped quarreling to look. Sure enough, there was Farmer Brown's boy with his gun. He had heard Blacky the Crow and his aunts and his uncles and his cousins, and he had hurried to get his gun, hoping to take them by surprise. But Blacky the Crow has sharp eyes, too. Indeed, there are none sharper. Then, too, he is a mischief-maker. Mischief-makers are always on the watch, lest they get caught in their mischief. So Blacky the Crow, sitting on the tip-top of the big pine, kept one eye out for trouble while he enjoyed the tormenting of Hooty the Owl by his aunts and his uncles and his cousins. He had seen Farmer Brown's boy even before Johnny Chuck had, but he couldn't bear to spoil the fun of tormenting Hooty the Owl, so he waited just as long as he dared. Then he gave the signal. Caw, 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 shouted Blackie at the top of his lungs. Caw, 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 replied all his aunts and uncles and cousins, rising into the air in a black cloud. Then, with Blackie in the lead, they flew over onto the green meadows, laughing and talking noisily as they went. Farmer Brown's boy did not try to follow them, for he knew that it was of not the least bit of use. But he was curious to learn what the crows had been making such a fuss about, so he kept on towards the big pine. Johnny Chuck watched him go. Suddenly, he remembered Hooty the Owl, and that Hooty cannot see well in the daytime. 
Very likely Hootie would think that the crows had become tired of tormenting him and had gone off on their own accord. Farmer Brown's boy would find him there, and then... Johnny Chuck shuddered as he thought of what might happen to Hooty the Owl. Run, Peter Rabbit, run as fast as you can down on the green meadows where the merry little breezes are at play, and send one of them to tell Hooty the Owl that Farmer Brown's boy is coming with a gun to the big pine. Hurry, Peter, hurry, cried Johnny Chuck. Peter did not need to be told twice. He saw the danger of Hooty the Owl, and he started down the lone little path onto the green meadows so fast that in a few minutes all Johnny Chuck and Sammy Jay could see of him was a little spot of white, which was the patch on the seat of Peter's pants, bobbing through the grass on the green meadows. Johnny Chuck would have gone himself, but he is round and fat and roly-poly and cannot run fast, while Peter Rabbit's legs are long and meant for running. In a few minutes, Johnny Chuck saw one of the merry little breezes start for the big pine as fast as he could go. Johnny gave a great sigh of relief. Farmer Brown's boy kept on to the big pine. When he got there, he found no one there, for Hooty the Owl had heeded the warning of the merry little breeze and had flown into the deepest, darkest part of the green forest, where not even the sharp eyes of Blacky the Crow were likely to find him. And back on his doorstep, Johnny Chuck chuckled to himself, for he was happy, was Johnny Chuck, happy because he possessed the best thing in the world, which is contentment. And this is all I am going to tell you about the fuss in the Big Pine. End of chapter 8